if there's a full season drop on Netflix, I don't watch Listen, an episode every week. Do not point your, pro- your pretzel at me. Just for our audience, Marilyn has a small piece this- of pretzel <laughs> that she's waving around. This whole thing of watching two episodes every day. This is the era of swiping. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time, the discipline, the patience. Your ethos is I'm here for a good time, but not a long time. Hey everybody, this is Marilyn. And this is Raya. And you're listening to Who Run the Time? Who Run the Time is a mini series or a spin off, or different people call it different things, of Who Run the World that we started when we were locked down together in Dubai where we were sharing how we were running the time. And uh, then the lockdown ended and lo and behold, the time continues to run. And so we have maintained our little series. Because listen, we still do things to run the time. We run a lot of things, including the time. And one of the things that we do, we run the time like a lot of people do in front of Netflix or Hulu or Usually in front of Netflix or behind it? It depends. If you're an auditory person and you like podcasts, maybe you sit behind the television to just listen to the audio of the shows. You're just weird. <laughs> I'm just going to eat my pretzel here while we talk. So, Rhea, you and I have had a very long-standing debate. Probably going back all the way to Game of Thrones. Also, probably that we discovered during quarantine, by the way. Maybe. For surely about the correct way of watching a series. Because we have two very different styles. Marilyn, my dear friend, has this tendency to binge watch shows. Why you call it a tendency like it's a bad thing? I'm offended by your choice of words. Let me finish. Marilyn's binge watching of shows is not your typical binge. Because Marilyn, you know, as a busy person does, starts watching TV at 8 or 9 p.m. because, you know, she has a long day of work. And one would think that she would watch one to two hours at 11, go upstairs, brush her teeth, go to sleep. But no. You know how people rage at parties? Marilyn rages on Netflix and she will be up till 5 a.m. I don't know whether to think this is funny or really sad. Just to tell a story. So when I lived in Dubai, we used to get our nails done together every Saturday morning. And I typically would pick up Marilyn with, you know, two coffees in hand, one for her, one for me. And I got to her place and I was like, hey, I'm outside. She comes out all Mick Jagger, sunglasses, many layers of sweaters. And she walks in and she goes, hi. And I was like, hey, what's up? Did you go drinking last night? Did you go out? Did you party? She's like, no, I watch New Amsterdam till 5 a.m. I'm exhausted. You know, she was TV show hungover. Netflix hangovers. Oh my God, did we just coin a term? Yeah, baby. Oh my God, this is so good. All right, Rhea. I mean, outside of describing my really cute habits, I think we're here to have a debate. Yes, and, and to just to say on my end, I love watching... Not Rhea not only loves taking her time, watching one episode a week at the exact same time, She loves talking about them every time. (laughs) Like, if Rhea's watching a show, you better be prepared to spend your next three months discussing every episode every fucking week. By the way, we need to have a dead to me discussion. Just so you know, I just finished it like two weeks later. Yes, but if we have a dead to me discussion, 
that is going to be prolonged for three months, you will be dead to me. So Rhea, why do you have a thing against binging? It's not that I have a thing against binging. When a TV show is done well, script is on point, the world building is amazing, you're immersed. And I just feel watching everything in one or two days or whatever shortens the amount of time you get to spend in that world. Or on this exact point, lengthens it because there are some people who just don't have the drive to continue watching something every week. And if they don't binge watch it, they'll never finish it. But to be fair, if there's a full season drop on Netflix, I don't watch an episode every week. Do not point your your pretzel at me. Do not point your pretzel at me. (laughs) All right. Like dead to me. I watch it in 10 days, but I watch two episodes every day. So I got to spend time in that world. I would never have, first of all, that kind of time. I only have pockets of time. Second I'm of all. saying I don't, I'm not busy. Yeah, I am saying you're not busy, by the way. I just carve out time, baby. I carve out time for other things, you know, like cooking, which you don't do. But I binge eat. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should switch your habits for maybe, mine. Maybe, So... First of all, ain't nobody got that kind of discipline, two episodes a night. Come on. Also, Second it's not all, like regimented two episodes. It depends. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three. It depends at what time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we get your point. I mean, listen, don't. no one wants to know the details. We're just okay. saying. <laughs> just for our audience, Marilyn has a small piece of this... pretzel on <laughs> that she's waving around. <laughs> Literally, it's the opposite of how she watches TV. She's been eating it so slowly, like bite by bite. Whereas on the TV show, she'll just like completely gobble it up. Yes, continue. Let me finish. <laughs> this whole thing of watching two episodes every day one episode every week whatever it is it's very victorian of you (laughs) (laughs) who has time for that this is the era of swiping (laughs) ain't nobody got the time the discipline the patience the you know openness to the worlds of others. No one has time. So basically, I feel like your ethos is I'm here for a good time, but not a long time. (laughs) Whereas I'm more of the, I want to savor the moment, but also something I noticed. So we both, Marilyn and I watched by Marilyn's recommendation, Summertime, which is a Italian TV show on Netflix, which is- Yes, it's the Italian OC. It's, it's, it's exactly that, the Italian OC. You're like in this little summer town in Italy and you're in that with these kids and it's that like those summers before you have any real responsibility so you can get mad at stupid shit. Anyway, so Marilyn watched it in what, a day? I watched two seasons in two days. I still haven't finished it. Oh my God, are you serious? And I don't know if this is making your point or not, but I really enjoyed the first season. I watched it in like three, four days, the first season. But the second season, it was so repetitive. So I just left it. That's my point, Rhea, is that most shows, 99% of shows, if you don't blaze through it, you'll never finish it. But then again, I didn't waste all that time on that second season. And I could go and watch Dead to Me, which I really enjoyed for the next 10 days. That's cool. But look, think back to media consumption habits in our era. You know, there was always TV, right? We're not going to go back to like 1970. There was TV in 1970. 
17, I said. Oh, 17. Carry on. What I was trying to say is that if you look back on the days of like when we used to watch TV with a remote, you know, with 100 channels, 20 channels, whatever it was you had, how much time did we waste on shit content? I have a response to this. Most of our time was shit content. You know why? Let me finish. Thank you. What I'm trying to say, Rezi, is that this whole argument about like wasting time, kind of bullshit because we spend a lot of time watching shit content anyhow. And if we're not watching shit content on Netflix, where are we watching shit content, Rhea? Where? On our phones. Thank you. So that is an argument I will have to strike out, Your Honor, because it's really irrelevant. Thank you for calling me Your Honor. You're not the honor. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. I understand what you mean, but to go back historically, a lot of those shitty content was because TV creation was not developed and all the great, amazing creators all did We're all in the movies, I understand. And the not-so-great creators were relegated to television until the early 2000s when The Sopranos, The Wire, and all those TV shows started coming out. Claro. The point I was trying to make, or rather the question I was hoping to ask, is Rhea... I think this boils down to a fundamental difference, not in how we watch TV, but why. Now we're sharing the Your Honor tag, because that was an amazing segue question, aha moment. It was all the things wrapped in one. Wow. I literally, this is your apogee of podcast co-hosting. Thank you. I appreciate it. It only took me five years of really hard work, but I'll take it. Anyways, moving on. Rhea, why do you watch TV? There's two reasons why I watch TV. Number one's purpose. I love the craft of storytelling and being in different worlds and seeing that on screen. And the second reason I watch TV, and those are the low, low lowbrow TV shows, is to zone out after a long day of work and watch mindless stuff and watch other people's stupid drama. And now I am only watching shows where they're admitting to knowing what game they're playing in terms of being on reality TV. So I'm watching competition shows and I'm watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And that's why I watch TV. Why do you watch TV? I have gotten to an age where all the drama I need is in my life. And so I don't feel like I need to live out other people's drama. And so I will tell you that I'm even now at the age where if something like cake shitty is about to happen to one of the characters, like let's say I'm watching a comedy show, like working moms, and something bad is gonna happen to a character that I like, I honestly, I switch it off. I got enough of that in the real life. It doesn't mean I will not watch series where bad things happen. But I'm just saying, if I happen to be in the moment where I'm watching TV, because I just want to have a moment where, heck, no highs or lows happen. That's why I love Midbrow, because nothing happens that is unexpected. Everything that happens there, you could have predicted 10 hours ago. And so it's also why I love reading spoilers. Because then I don't have to live out the drama. And it's like, Khalas, we know what's going to happen. Let me observe how the dialogue, the characters, the setup, the art was put together. Rather than let me panic about who's going to die. I hear you. I see you. I accept you. I will say for the last maybe two years, I haven't been able to immerse myself in real dramas. The only dramas that I've been able to immerse myself in are mini series that are maybe five to six episodes, which I know will have a wrap up at the end, just because 
the bandwidth and the drama of life is enough. I want to thank you for making my next point. You're welcome. I truly believe, like writing very long form fiction is a thing of the past. The literary form of the present is a collection of things, maybe even tweets, who knows. In that very fashion, I believe that binge watching is a thing of its times. And there's a reason why Netflix made that the way of, because they recognized from their data, data, should I say, that this is how people can now consume this content. And therefore, completely transformed, not only because of their technology, but also because of the consumption habits, their release cycle. There's actually a lot of literature out there about how even creators are changing the way they construct TV shows. So there are much less procedurals, for example, where it's one-off episodes where you just tune in one week to one week, or the cliffhangers will be far between. They know that people are binging it and not just watching one a week. But also you cannot negate the fact that, yes, they will drop a full season of something on Netflix or any other streaming platform, but it also gives you the choice and the agency to choose how do you wish to watch it. it can be on television, on your phone, on your tablet. It can all be in one night. It can be over the course of a month. You can literally be a psycho and watch it one, one episode a month. You know, you just reminded me of my ex-boyfriend. As you said, in the olden days, there was a cliffhanger at the end of every episode. So the way that he would watch shows... Let's say the cliffhanger, the episode was 50 minutes and the cliffhanger was at minute 40 or 45 or whatever. He would watch the last five minutes of the previous episode and the first 40 minutes of the next one so that he would not get to the cliffhanger, so that he would control when the cliffhanger came to him. What kind of self-control must you have to do that? So much. I, by the way, I have zero self-control. Like Even when I buy books, when it's really suspenseful, I always read the last page. I love that word, suspenseful. Let me tell you, one of the reasons that I'm as bad as I am also is my husband. My husband has zero self-control when it comes to watching content. And so even when I say like at 11 p.m., like, hey, should we hit the stack? He'll be like, one more. And then what happens is our addictive personalities reinforce each other because then we watch one more and then it's midnight or maybe two more and then say, call it 12.30. And then he's like, are we done? And then I am so fucking engrossed in the show that I can't. And I'm like, nope, we're gonna have to watch more. I also think this difference between you and I comes back to another fundamental difference between us. What is it? It's that you are a night owl and I am a morning person. So true. I can't stay up that late watching a television show. When I was staying with you guys, I would start watching the first episode, I'll watch the second episode, but then I can't keep my eyes open so I would go to sleep. At the end of the day, we all just fucking love content and we love like a good world building situation where you really can get into the TV show. Like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is a great example where they just suck you into that world and, and, and you're there Such a good and show. you're just the dialogue. Or even, Also, you know, is this a plug for Amazon because you work there now or what? No, because we're giving too much love to Netflix. That was true. But Amazon has like two good shows, you know, like Mrs. Maisel and The Man in the High Castle. I do, I do and, like, agree. But their podcast there. slate is going to be better. Woo! But also, can I tell you what's the next show I'm going to watch? I'm going to start watching. I'm so excited. You're going to be jealous. Or I can save it for when you're in London and we can watch it together. <gasps> Normal people? 
How did you know? Oh my God, don't do it. How did you know? I was trying to think which one would I love to watch that I can't. So basically, my brother, God bless him. George, God bless you. He's over there. <laughs> so basically in the UK, to watch BBC On Demand, you need to get cable. I'm not getting cable. Like I'm I so don't. I'm upset right now. I'm so upset. And Gino, G, the big GG, lives in the 90s still and loves cable. Oh my God, that's so funny. I'm so jealous. All right, Rhea. Let us wrap it up with, in the previous three months, what's your most recommended lowbrow content for the peeps? It's always the same recommendation. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't have a lowbrow recommendation, so I cannot join you there. But what is your most loved medium brow recommendation? I can steal one of yours then. You do have one. Fucking J&J. Or G&G. G Georgia. I was going to say summertime. Yes. Summertime, definitely. You like Ginny and Georgia, which I didn't. <laughs> what are you recommending on my behalf? What else? What else? Another one that I absolutely love and I absolutely recommend. It's a bit dark, but it was a beautiful show. I watched it during quarantine. It's called Mayor of Easttown. That's not lowbrow. That's not medium. Highbrow. Brow. It's highbrow. But that's HBO. But we're not in highbrow yet. Where were we? No, I said summertime. We're in medium brow and I haven't done mine. Oh, I thought I was going to do three, then you were going to do three. No. You didn't tell me what the framework of this was. Totally did, because I said, I don't watch lowbrow, so I cannot join you there. But you weren't listening to me. But that's okay. You get excited about content, then you're a bad friend. Um, did I cross a line? To... <laughs> you did cross a line. No, I didn't. All right, my medium brow. Of's summertime, because I binged that in two days. New Amsterdam. I'm so glad that you qualified that as medium. If you were going to put it in high, I was going to kill you. Okay. It's barely medium, but it's really good medium. And then I would add Jane the Virgin. I would actually argue that Jane the Virgin is highbrow. It's not highbrow. It's on the upper end of midbrow. It's it's highbrow telenovela, which means it's highbrow, lowbrow, which means it medium brow. You know, you know how that works. It's on the high brow of the medium brow sco- scope. No, it's on the high brow of the low brow, and so it's in the middle. Like telenovela would not qualify as yes, medium yes, brow. Yes, but but the thing is, the reason why it's high brow, mid brow, because it's aware of itself. I understand. It's like the best form of telenovela ever, but I'm just saying. And it's making fun of itself, and it has this meta aspect of it that's I just incredible. I understand, but it is not highbrow. I think, Rhea, a little definition is coming your way. Highbrow, intellectual, or rarefied in state. I don't think Jane the Virgin qualifies. Let me but just tell Jane you, the Virgin is like no. a spoof of a telenovela. I don't believe it is not highbrow. You can't possibly I'm argue not saying, that it's highbrow. I, I said it's on the highbrow of the midbrow. Whatever you really listen to yours. Ah, oh, you change your mind mid mid argument. Oh, okay. Adam Grant fine. said that we're allowed to change our minds. You're totally just admit it. I did. I just did. You just did. It. We're good. We're good. Jane the Virgin. And the reason I'm saying this is because the latest season is now available on Netflix, which wasn't for a very long Exciting. time. Exciting. Also, uh, can you do me one more favor? Can you say telenovela again? Telenovela. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm practicing because I'm going to Mexico soon. Anyways, Rhea, give us your best highbrow. I have a lot of highbrows that I love. You can only do three. Mare of Easttown is a beautiful miniseries starring Kate Winslet on HBO. And it's a true crime 
television show, but it's also a show about loss, about grieving, about community. The world is incredible. I cried my eyes out. The emotion that they captured on that show was so deep. Numero dos, and this is something I think you and Hadi would love and you would binge the shit out of it. What it's is it? It's called Succession, mm-hmm. another HBO show. And it's loosely based on the Murdoch family. The dad is a tycoon. He owns a huge company and he has four kids. And he's basically thinking of handing the reins to one of his kids. Drama ensues. And the third, I'm going to do a mm-hmm. throwback. <laughs> because this is the ultimate highbrow for me. But it was a slow fucking burn, but it was beautiful. And I know you're going to agree with me because I know you love this show as well. Mad Men. Oh my God. Fuck yes. I would rewatch that show over and over and over and over. What about you? The throwback I was going to do is to a show called Mind Hunting. Never seen it. Stop! I never stop. No, Mind Hunter is amazing. It's about a couple of police slash like research peeps who go and investigate serial killers and psychopaths to try and understand how their brain works and why. And it's dark, but it's beautifully done. And the other one that is a favorite that I've already rewatched multiple times and never, never tire of, Sherlock. What a show. Listen, I can watch Cumberbatch, pick his nose. What a, let me tell Are you, you a Cumberbitch? I'm a total Cumberbitch. <laughs> complete cumber bitch and so that would be mine each episode which is longer than your typical one hour long drama one would say it's cinematic it is quite cinematic i totally agree on this lovely note Razi. what are you going to watch tonight i'm currently watching the last season of jane the virgin v what about you i am going to start sans toi i'm sorry normal people because I just finished Dead to Me on a cliffhanger, by the way. Love Dead to Me. Are you Judy or Jen? Christina Applegate or the other chick? Christina Applegate, I feel. Yep. Are you the other chick? I think so. You're fucking weird, man. Right? I'm, the, I'm more, a little bit more kooky. You are. It's like Grace and Frankie. You think I'm Grace and you're Frankie. Everyone has a little bit of Grace and a little bit of Frankie in them. And you definitely have a lot of Frankie-isms in you. And I have some Grace in me. But if we had to live in absolutes, what would you choose? I would be a Grace. The real person I am on that show is Frankie's ex-husband. <laughs> I was going to say exactly <laughs> the same thing. I was going to be like, actually, you would be this other character. Oh my goodness. That is so true, by the way. Yeah, but if it was just those two, I would be a Frankie. You would have to be a Frankie. Well, so Rhea, here we go. We've done it again. Another episode of Who Ran the Time. And for all the fuckers who were asking us whether who ran the time would be over, who ran the world would be over, things my mother didn't tell me, we proved we were wrong. Little do they know that there's other things are cooking once... Listen, I'm in between houses right now, everybody. So once I'm, I'm all settled and shit's, shit's all ironed out, we got some new things, some new content coming in the pipeline. And who knows, Razi, maybe we can redo our reality TV episode where I like... I was such a shitty argumenter that you couldn't say anything. Yes, and I was mm-hmm. caught off guard because I thought it was a who ran the time turned into a who ran the world. I was caught off guard. I did a lot of also personal growth since then. Growth. Growth. But I will agree, I can't watch The Bachelor to save my life. Question. Mm-hmm. All these listeners, where could they find us? 
I mean, they found us where they found us. And so what do you do when they found us? They should subscribe. And if they subscribe, it means they like us. And so if they subscribe, they should also leave us a review. There ain't no cliffhangers here, people. It's a very straightforward plot line. One plus one equals two and two plus two equals four type of situation. And you know what comes after four? The number five. Five stars. Please give us those five stars. We love you. We need you. We want more people to discover us. We're doing working very hard at this long distance podcasting relationship. Make it count. Raise On this lovely note, I'm going to wish you an amazing weekend. I'm going to wish our listeners a great Wednesday or Thursday whenever you happen to be listening. You know why? Because we read these on Wednesdays. And I am going to look forward to seeing you all back here next week. Love you. Sayonara. Love you guys. Bye.